Welcome to The Other Side of Darkness, an episodic Seinfeld parody story that follows Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer on a dark and mysterious journey inspired by the work of David Lynch. The Other Side of Darkness is produced by Sign Peaks. I'm Jesse, also known as Sign Peaks, your host and narrator. You're listening to Phase 1 of this podcast, in which I'll be speaking with cast and crew members from Seinfeld, sharing their stories and memories from the show. Phase 2, the series itself, begins this fall. The Other Side of Darkness is brought to you in part by Daily Dale Cooper, your daily source for Twin Peaks fan content, photos, and artwork, on Instagram at Daily Dale Cooper. Today I'm speaking with Alicia Witt. Alicia first appeared as a young actor in David Lynch's Dune as Aaliyah Atreides. Lynch fans will know her as Gerson Hayward from Twin Peaks, as well as her appearance in Lynch's HBO series Hotel Room. Alicia Witt is also a gifted musician and songwriter, and I had the chance to speak with her about her upcoming fifth studio album, The Conduit, as well as her new book, Small Changes, a guide for taking small steps toward a healthier and more peaceful lifestyle. This was a short conversation, just about 15 minutes, but Alicia was incredibly gracious and thoughtful. We talked about how she became a songwriter, the stories behind her songs, and the musicians that have inspired her. Stick around to the end to hear her new single, Chasing Shadows. After that, we'll hear from this week's musical guest, Language Limited. Alicia's going on tour this fall across the U.S. with stops in New York, L.A., Chicago, and more, beginning October 1st in Boston. You can find more info at aliciawittmusic.com. Now, here's Alicia. Alicia, I wanted to start uh, with your history with music, and I know it goes back a long way. Could you tell me, when did songwriting first become a part of your life? I had started dabbling in songwriting from the time I was a teenager, but it really wasn't until around 10 years ago that I really got brave enough to start doing it in front of people. It's just, it's such a vulnerable thing. And also it had always been so close to my heart and a dream that I imagined would get to become a reality at some point. So I guess if anything, that made it even more vulnerable, but getting out there and just starting to record and play shows, it, every time I did it, I felt more and more complete and more excited to keep on doing it. And now it's just making music and sharing my original stories with people through song has become one of the most important and most fulfilling parts of my life. I can't imagine my life without it. Oh, that's so amazing. And what's so cool is that you are now at the point where this September, you're going to release your fifth album, uh, The Conduit. And the first thing I wanted to ask is that's a really intriguing title. What What's the reasoning behind that? Is there a reason you picked The Conduit as the album title? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. There is a song on the album called The Conduit that to me does some, uh, not only the inspiration, but also the whole meaning of the songs that are included on the album. But it's occurred to me as well that when I'm playing a song in front of a whole room full of people or releasing it out into the world and these listeners are enjoying it and applying it to their own soundtrack, perhaps in that one moment, it's as though they have nothing in common with each other, perhaps, except for that song. But if I can connect them through music, then at least 
they do have that in common with one another. So in that way, I feel as though music is is a conduit. But, you know, I, I think that so often these moments in our lives lead us to something else. And rarely do we have a an experience that is the be-all, end-all. It's even if something disappoints us or doesn't end up the way we imagined it might at first, then there's usually a way you can look at it and see that it was a conduit leading you to a place that you never would have reached if not for that moment. So the song, The Conduit, describes a connection that I have with a person that, that struck me in that way. And then I just thought, oh, that's kind of what the whole album's about. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, your song, Chasing Shadows, which I've been listening to, um, I really love that. And I love, it's got such a unique mix of emotions. It's earnest, it's hopeful, there's a little melancholy, especially in the chorus. And the lyrics are really interesting. And you can tell there's a story behind it. What is the story behind Chasing Shadows? It is about a first date that I had with someone who I did end up dating. Uh And the thing about it is that the idea for the song came to me uh, really shortly after that first date Mm -hmm. and couldn't finish it. I just was stuck. And then after the relationship ended, I was able to finish it and I realized, oh, that's because it wasn't the start of this euphorically happy meant to be kind of a thing I mean it was definitely meant to be but it wasn't we were trying to fix an empty spot mm-hmm. in ourselves and we we had kind of decided by the end of that first date that we were going to be we were going to be a couple mm-hmm. and it's like a, a step was skipped in terms of uh-huh. well is this is this good for us? Is this healthy? Are we in it for the right reasons? Have we done the work that we need to do on ourselves before launching into another relationship? Right. And it, I, I realized that a lot of times things can begin in that way. It's not always bad, but it's just we start these unions sometimes because we're repeating a pattern instead of in, instead of coming at it from what that connection really is. So yeah. that's what it's about. Yeah, it's a true story. And our first date was on Friday the 13th, <laughs> exactly a month after we had first met, uh-huh. <laughs> which we didn't realize until later. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you had to finish living the story before you could write the story. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Alicia, I'm curious, uh, what artists have you learned the most from uh, as a musician? Because there's a comparison in reviews uh, that, that I've seen of you to Elton John and the Grace Dillier, and I definitely hear a lot of that, but who who did you learn the most from as you were becoming the songwriter that you are? Definitely Elton John. Mm-hmm. He is one of my song heroes, and so when that review came out that you're referring to, I think, I, I just couldn't stop giggling with Clee. Mm because that's enormous praise. Um, I also, a lot of those piano-based singer-songwriters from the 70s were real influences of mine. 
like Billy Joel and mm-hmm. um, and Paul Simon, even though he's, he's guitar bass. Sure. And Carol King mm. or Carly Simon. and and Barry Manilow. Honestly, oh. I think he's an extraordinary songwriter, and I think I know most of his songs by heart. Uh-huh. And there's such an unabashed wear your heart on your sleeve and tell that story and, and know that someone out there is going to understand kind of thing about his songs that I love. Yeah. And then there's also, there's Sean Colvin mm-hmm. is an but I think if I hadn't fallen in love with her music as a young woman, I'm not sure if I would have been, if I would have gone down the path of creating my own songs. I found something about the quality of her voice and the way that she tells stories. I related to so much and it gave me something to aspire towards because she was out there at that moment making these incredible songs. And I remember when her album, A Few Small Repairs came out, I was already very familiar with her music, even though she hadn't had big breakout hit yet and I was so thrilled for her that finally the world was discovering what I had been to for many years at that point so she's somebody and and also Tom Waits oh yeah yeah he's I would consider him a huge influence one of those people that if I ever met him I'd just not have a clue what to say because I'd be so overwhelmed sure yeah (laughs) Weirdly, I did get to meet Elton. Uh-huh. I worked with him in an episode of the show Nashville on oh. ABC. But it was so fast, and we did not sing together with Sam Palladio, mm-hmm. like on his own show. So I got to act with him and stand next to him. He was incredible, mm. but it definitely left me longing with everything I had to have the chance to get to talk to him about music and play some music together. (laughs) Oh my God. What a dream. Yeah. Well, Hey, there's still plenty of time. And, uh, I'll put that out there in the universe. You'll cross paths with, uh, Sir Elton once again soon and and get to make some music together. That would be amazing. Alicia. Yeah, of course. Can we talk a little bit about your book, uh, Small Changes, that you have coming up? Because I'm really excited reading the description of that. So from what I've read, you're going to be sharing some of the small ways that you've been able to kind of find peace in life, uh, especially at a time when you needed it. And it's like everything from adding more plant-based foods to your diet to making little healthy habits and stuff. When did you start to make those changes in your life? Like, how did the genesis of this book come about? I would say that the book does go into my lifelong story and the challenges that I've had along the way because I haven't always experienced a healthy relationship to food and to just balance in my life in general. And about 12 years ago now, I somewhat accidentally became, uh, I'd say, 99.5% plant-based mm-hmm. in my diet. But that was genuinely an accident. I was one of those people that said, oh, I could never give up sushi and I could never give up this and that. And then I just found that I naturally wasn't wanting things that were, you 
know, dairy or eggs or fish. And at that point, I'd already cut out chicken mm. and red meat. And those had also been somewhat accidental and gradual. And I've, I've kept that up throughout the years. I mean, I, my philosophy remains that if I'm really craving something, then maybe there's something in it that my body needs that I don't know of. And it just, in those 12 years or so since that shift occurred, I've found conversations being generated with people everywhere I go, whether I'm working on a movie or on tour or in an airport waiting to board a plane. Um, people might come up, perhaps they recognize me from something and perhaps they don't. But these conversations have happened at such a regular pace that I started thinking, I think maybe I can help other people to make small changes too. Because hmm. I don't believe that it's my way or the highway. And I don't believe in labels in any aspect of my life anyway. And I, it seems to me there's a lot of rules-based, uh, stringent plans right. that are out there. And particularly within the plant-based community, I know that people tend to shame others if they, if they stray from that plan at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's counterproductive and actually causes a lot of people to abandon a lot of foods that could help them have a more balanced lifestyle. You don't have to be all or nothing. It's yeah. a lot more complicated and a lot more free than that. So that's what my book is about. I share my own challenges and victories, and I've got a whole bunch of original recipes that I've made up. They're easy. And most importantly, very delicious. Food is one of my favorite things. Uh. I love to put something that doesn't have dairy or cholesterol in it and or meat and feed it to somebody that is used to eating all of that. Right. And they eat it and they're like, wait, I don't, I don't usually like vegetables, but this is delicious. Oh. <laughs> so that's not that I'm hoping to help with. Okay. Um, and there's all kinds of spirituality and um, mindfulness and simple Hmm. exercises you can do every day, even if you don't have much time, and shopping lists and substitutions you can make, so you can do your favorite recipes, but just switch out a thing or two if your doctor is saying you need to cut back on cholesterol or whatever it is that you wish to do. Okay. Yeah. And and you touched on that. That word mindfulness, I'm really big on that. And that's something I'm trying to do in my own life. And the description of the book mentions healthy rituals and daily rituals is a big part of mindfulness. What's one one of these little small changes that you could share with us to kind of uh, one daily thing uh, that someone could do to kind of get started on those small changes? I like to finish my day, no matter how rough a day I might think it has been, with picking up my journal and just writing five things that I'm grateful for that happened that day. Mm. That doesn't need to take a long time. If you're not in the mood, you can literally just scribble five things. Yeah. But of course, often that over into a longer gratitude entry. And I find that when I'm able to do that, it starts the next day from a place of gratitude. Mm. And you start noticing even more things to be grateful for. And when you're feeling that energy throughout your day, then it helps the challenging parts to 
not sink into your psyche quite as deeply. I love that. Yeah. Gratitude is absolutely massive. Um, well, Alicia, I know that you've got a lot going on and you've got to get on and start spreading the word. Um, but I just wanted to thank you for coming on with us today and I uh, can't wait to see all of these things happening for you. So Alicia, Witt, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Chancy. I really appreciate it. What a pleasure talking to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You too. Have a great day, Alicia. Nobody noticed It was exactly a month to the moment When all of the world stood still When all of the world stood still Parked in the lot and we met at the subway Laughing cause nobody does that in LA A handwritten map for a guide We watched as our station went by See, we were already wrong Connecting the dots where the lines don't belong Too late to stop, we were already off and running Chasing shadows Racing back despite the time Tracing
exactly a month to the moment when all of the world stood still. Thanks again to Alicia for joining us. Follow her on Twitter and Instagram at, at @alicia_witty and online at aliciawitmusic.com. This week's musical guest is New York-based musician Language Limited. Tonight's featured track, Here Comes the War Department, was written, and I quote, for his friend Carrie, the eternal Twin Peaks fan in eternity. His new album, Life Under Occupation, will be released later this year. Here with the alternate bedroomized version of Here Comes the War Department is Language Limited.
Thanks for listening. Subscribe to The Other Side of Darkness so you won't miss the story once it begins this fall. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave us a positive rating and review on your podcasting app. Follow Sign Peaks on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, or join our Facebook group. Visit our store at signpeaks.threadless.com. 50% of proceeds for the month of July will go to the International Rescue Committee. And if you'd like to support this series, you can visit patreon.com signpeaks to get early access to episodes and exclusive merchandise. Intro theme by Patrick Edwards. Mid-show theme by Ivor Bowitz. Outro theme by Robert McDonald. All links mentioned can be found in this episode's show notes. The Other Side of Darkness was made possible thanks to the backing of over 100 supporters through sites like kickstarter.com. Here are just a few of those supporters I'd like to recognize. Nick Parsons. Nick Spanger. Zach Butcher. Kevin. Ryan Mosey. Diana McCory. Elisa Bringus. And Michael Kukin. If you enjoy this podcast, you might also enjoy watching Owen Wilson, the first podcast dedicated entirely to everyone's favorite catchphrase-loving comedic actor. Hosts Jake Menez and Michael J. Teeter make their way through Owen Wilson's entire filmography, rating each movie, counting each wow, and bringing in guests in an effort to befriend Owen Wilson himself. Find Watching Owen Wilson on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and at watercooler.com. You can also listen to Mike Dowd, the voice of Kramer on this podcast, on his own podcast, Welcome to Twin Speaks. Here's Mike and co-host Janine with more. Hi, I'm Mike. And hello, I'm Janine. And this is Welcome to Twin Speaks. We are a bi-weekly podcast exploring the weird and wonderful world of David Lynch's master hit TV series, Twin Peaks. We will be going episode by episode really discussing the legacy of Twin Peaks that it's left for television and pop culture that maybe you've never heard before. And if you're someone like me, who's actually seeing it for the very first time, um, I welcome you to dive in with me with no spoilers as we go along and I avoid all the Google researching in what's to come with fresh eyes and fresh ears and bask in the wonderfully weird yes and if you've seen the show before you can see it through the first time through janine's eyes it'll be like it'll be like you're watching twin peaks for the first time so grab a cup of joe grab some donuts and some cherry pie and join us on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and welcome to twin speaks the other side of darkness is written performed and produced strictly as a work of parody The Other Side of Darkness is not endorsed by Castle Rock Entertainment, Sony Pictures, NBC, Warner Brothers Records, Rhino Records, Lynch Frost Productions, Twin Peaks Productions, CBS, or Showtime. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Seinfeld, the Seinfeld logo, and all Seinfeld characters, story elements, and intellectual property are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. The makers of The Other Side of Darkness make no claims directly or indirectly of ownership to any elements held by these trademark and or copyright holders other than original characters, story elements, and other intellectual properties created specifically by the makers of this podcast. Musical elements referencing themes and motifs from the original theme music to Seinfeld and Twin Peaks are created expressly as works of parody and do not imply claims to ownership of said music.